A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this World Game Changes podcast episode. Today, I am joined by a lady from Canada by the name of Avery Thatcher. And, well, without further ado, Avery, very warm welcome to you. Thank you so much, Paul. I'm so grateful to be here. And what we thought we'd talk about in this very short 15-minute or thereabouts episode, listeners, is Avery's most important message to the world. How on earth, Avery, do you convey, communicate an important message in such a short space of time? But I'm sure we'll go on a journey journey of discovery. Yes, absolutely. And that's it. The journey leads to the message. Okay, so where do we start then? I mean, you know, is it a quick one liner that says, you know, I believe in miracles or I don't know, I don't want to put words in your mouth or. How do we even, where do we draw a line in the sand to even start this discovery? So I think to sort of tease out what it is all about, it's really about cultivating curiosity. Because then no matter what life throws at you, if you're able to distance yourself from the emotions and the feelings and come back to a place of curiosity, then you don't feel stuck and you can explore options for how to move forward. I think it's truly the essence of resilience. Mm. So curiosity, childlike curiosity. How many times, listeners, have we heard those two words spoken on various podcast episodes? Childlike curiosity. But isn't it true, Avery, that over time, we as inverted commas, adults, grown-ups, call it what we lose that, don't we? That that childlike curiosity. We become stuck. We, you know, we've got a, a certain way of carrying on. We become conditioned. Is that true? I agree. I agree. I think that our curiosity is trained out of us. We learn how to act a certain way, become a certain way and assign meaning to our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so it's about learning to reconnect to the true self because we are not our thoughts. We are the thinker of our thoughts. And so we have to really reconnect back to that thinker in order to see our world from an objective space to be able to really reconnect to who we truly are. Mm. And yet again, listeners, a phrase that you've heard me mention countless times on, you know, to reinforce what Avery just suggested there is tail does not wag dog. But actually, with humans, it, do, with us, it does, doesn't it? We allow the tail to wag the dog because we have a thought and we assume that that thought is us. It defines us. We act upon it, oftentimes to our own regret, impulsively. Um, and so the tail does wag the dog, doesn't it, with humans, generally speaking? I think so. And I think it's a bit of a survival mechanism because we're exposed to so many billions of bits of information every second. Our body has to interpret that very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so we do rely on habits and pre-programmed beliefs and who we think we are in order to move through life without being completely overwhelmed by all of that. And so that's where we need to understand our general patterns to know if that's something which we want to continue or if it's something that we need to explore and maybe reprogram. Mm. 
I mean, humorously, well, I think it's humorous. You might have other ideas. Um, I think one of the ways to reconnect with our inner child and our childlike curiosity is to do zany things that adults grow up. You, you're not acting your age or, you know, comments like that, but to go and, and jump up and down in puddles and, and actually sit in a puddle. And, you know, it sounds absolutely crazy, doesn't it? Um, but it reconnects us with that and it breaks that ego driven mold of what is expected of us. I agree. And so I actually start off every morning by dancing like a free woman in the living room to whichever song comes up on my playlist. And it's just this big old dance party. My dog is howling at me as we're dancing. And it just starts the day in this really playful space. I really mm -hmm. enjoy it. Yeah. On another one, um, while we're on this train of thought, um, and I think this is... Um, parallel to the Louise Hay school of thinking is, is to kiss the mirror, mm. to kiss the mirror. Now, what I've found is yet again, and I'm using a lot of generalizations here, Avery, but the more feminine energies tend not to have a problem with that. The more masculine energies, the ego kicks in and, you know, it really kind of kicks back at well, why am I going to kiss a mirror? And tell that person in the mirror how much I love them and how much I forgive them. But it's breaking down that ego, that, you know, that so-called shield, that mask, that protection measure, call it what you will, that actually really holds us back, doesn't it? And, and stops us getting in touch with our inner child. I agree. And I actually really struggle with that myself and have for a while. But I've done a lot of changes recently that we can chat about as well. But when growing up as a highly sensitive person, I was frequently told that my emotions and my depth of emotions was wrong, challenged other people, was unsafe to express. And so I had rejected a lot of who I was growing up to the point that I was so emotionally numb that I actually tolerated a lot of behavior that I shouldn't have. And looking back, it's very sad to see what I accepted because I wasn't able to feel those emotions that would have let me know it was wrong. So the idea of affirmations or kissing the mirror or giving yourself a high five before you start the day. It really doesn't resonate with me because my body, my mind would hear that thought. Oh, you're beautiful. You're going to have a great day and be like, nope. And just send it right out. And so for people that struggle to really embrace that self talk, that self pep talk, and to really feel those affirmations and really bring them in, I recommend trying what if formations. So instead of saying, I am enough, I am beautiful, say, what if I am enough? Mm. What if I have a beautiful day? And then it really hijacks that part of the brain that would normally dismiss it. And it allows you to explore the idea mm. coming back to curiosity. Yeah, I love what ifs. What ifs are magical. Two words, six letters, but the profound effect, listeners, of what if it just opens up our whole space in front of us, doesn't it? To, you know, to embrace childlike curiosity. Exactly. Because again, it's been trained out of us. So we have to learn how to train it back in. And because mm -hmm. we're adults really established to what we already know how to do, we have to come at it a little bit more systematically. Mm. Yeah. So change is something 
that uh, you're quite au fait with on here, I say, um, and I'll leave you to put on the table whatever you deem appropriate or not as the case may be, but you've done something quite radical in terms of change, haven't you? I sure have. And the thing is, in the moment, it felt very radical. And the more that I share it, the more widely accepted it seems to become and the more stories I hear of people who have done the same. So what we're alluding to here, friends, is I was actually born Heather and I grew up for 36 years of my life as Heather. And then literally overnight, I developed a very significant chronic illness and a physical disability that changed so much of what I saw myself as, who I saw myself as and how I felt in this body. And so I went for about 18 months trying to come to terms with how does Heather find herself in this? How can I heal from what I used to be able to do and what I can no longer do now? How do I reconcile that difference? And eventually it came down to this idea that I don't think I can bring Heather forward. I think I need a fresh start. I need to wipe the slate clean to be able to truly look at where I'm standing right now from an objective space and make good decisions for me moving forward. And so I decided to change my first name. And so that's where I became Avery. And the moment that I decided to do that, all of the PTSD dreams stopped. A lot of the anxiety went away. And I finally felt at home in my body again after feeling like it didn't belong to me for the better part of a year and a half. So it's, again, comes back to curiosity and just thinking outside the box, thinking outside the social norms, because those may not be serving you anymore. So how long have you been Avery now then? I have been Avery for about nine months. Nine months. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's that's amazing. And just as a as a, an insight, just as I've um, Avery and I have shared off here, I've, you know, we talk about childlike curiosity. Avery, Avery, give me a name, give me a new angle, and it's all kind of tongue in cheek. But actually, is it? Because it's a real thought provoker. You know, um, I forget which one of the um, eminent practitioners, you know, we become our thoughts. Um, Yes, to a large degree. I can see how we do or we can be, but we can also change that as well, can't we? You know, we're going into the realms of sort of uh, deep meditative practice now where mm, we're nothing. We're nothing. Actually, the thoughts are like clouds in the sky. They come and go. Um, so do you feel that that takes practice then, Avery, to actually get to that state beyond the clouds, you know, where we become the sky, if you will? I think it takes trust. And that does take practice in itself. But really, we are so used to being the self, the self-contained essence of who we are. Whereas really, if you believe in Taoist or Vedic philosophy, we are part of the energy around us. We are all connected. And so when we start to let go of the idea of self, it actually becomes a lot easier to trust because if there's nothing left to protect, then what are you afraid of? So learning how to disconnect from that idea of cloud, the self, and really just expanding into this wide space that is the sky is a really important part of everybody's transition. Mm. I share 
listeners just on that note of uh, changing a name, I said that if I um, was responsible for bringing uh, or partly responsible for bringing another child into this world, that beautiful being would be called Sky. Mm. Just a thought. Don't know where that came from. Seemed appropriate <laughs> to share it. Yes, we... of course. So name change any other radical changes any other changes let's take out that word radical don't know where that came from again but it appeared um any other changes that has given you this and i'm going to use this word and you know please challenge it avery whether it's appropriate or not but that's given you that freedom freedom is the perfect word for it and also the word radical because this other change that i wanted to share i do feel is radical because in our world, our capitalist societies, where it's so focused on what you can achieve and seeing high achievement and value really tied into our worth, I redefined what high achievement meant. And that changed the game for me. So instead of seeing high achievement as the number of things which I could check off a to-do list in the day, when I switched that over to high achievement being defined as the ripple effect of compassion that I can spread beyond my initial circle of influence, that changed how I see nutrition, how I see my ability to support myself, how I see rest and creating a mental white space, how I see accomplishment, because accomplishment isn't, you know, how many podcast episodes can I produce in a week? It's about the impact of those podcast episodes, the impact of the connections that I make, the time that I spend talking with people like you, Paul, those kinds of things are much more tied into my metaphysical energy restoration than maybe just getting a couple of things done off a list. Absolutely. Quality, not quantity. To, yes. You know, to use a well-known adage. I want to park it there, Avery, on that health-related thread. And I want to that to be a starting point for another episode, health-related, you know, dive into your world around health. So before we sign off, I just want to invite you in to share some contact details, how people can reach out to you, find out more about you, that kind of thing. Well, thank you, Paul. So they can find me on my website and social media platforms at Becoming Avery. So it's www.becomingavery.com. And then on all social media platforms at Becoming Avery. Superb. And listeners, I'm going to sign off as I always do by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond? <laughs>